JD Talking Sports, Thursday, January 19th, 2017. All right, Ben Simmons, number one pick in the draft. He's been out all year. They said foot injury should have him back March after the All-Star break. Hey, Sixers playing good ball right now. Six and two in January. Can't beat that. Actually, their record right now in January is better than the Cavs, Spurs, Rockets, and Thunder. They won last night, 94-89 over the Raptors. 7-2 their last nine, 14-26. Okay, I know that's not a great record, but Joel Embiid, 26 points, 9 rebounds, 2 blocks. Sixers, the process might be working. The process. They were screaming that last night. Now, Wizards, 13th in a row at home. 104-101 over the Grizz. Two late layups by John Wall. He had 25 points, 13 rebounds. Washington improves to 22 and 19. Sorry about that, Isaac. And Grizz fall to 25 and 19. And then again, Golden State. OKC. Golden State wins 121 100. Now, Westbrook had another triple double, 21st of the season, but the third quarter did in. The Thunder, they lost They lost that quarter 37-22. Kevin Durant, season I 40. Now Westbrook was 8 for 23 from the floor, 1 for 6 from 3. 27 points, 15 rebounds, 13 assists, but 10 turnovers. Now, listen to this. He is third, that's his third career triple-double with 10 turnovers. No other player in NBA history has had more than one. Clay Thompson, who wasn't supposed to play, personal matter, he had 14. Curry had 24 points, 8 assists. Golden State wrapped up a 9-1 homestand over the past three and a half weeks. Durant, since he came to Golden State this season, 11 games of 30-plus points. And this was his fifth. He's had five games this year of 30 points and 10 rebounds. You know, he's, he's having a good year. Now, they did lose David West, who's in their second unit, to a non-displaced fracture of his left thumb. He's going to be out a while, and he had a lot of good energy. They're going to miss him. And they actually were tied at halftime for the first time this season. This is a team playing in their... What what, what was that they are trying to find? I think that was their their 36-6, 42nd game. That's what it took for them to, (laughs) to to be tied at halftime. How about that? Crazy. Yeah, 36, 42nd game, OKC fell to 25-19. and 42nd game, they're tied at halftime for the first time. Thunder actually haven't won in Golden State since 2014. They're 5-11 all-time. Golden State out-rebounded them 46-36. Now, they had 13 first-half turnovers, only five in the second half. Man, that is pretty impressive. Wow. How about that? Now, Rockets beat the Bucks 111 to 92. James Harden only had 38 points, eight assists, six rebounds. Houston improved to 33 and 12. I don't think anybody picked them to win 40 games this season. The Bucks fell at 20 and 21, but the Greek Freak 32 points, 11 rebounds, six assists. And James Harden has 26 games where he's created at least 55 points. I know. I love these stats. I love these stats. Russell's next with 19 games. LeBron's next with 10. 26 games with 55 points created. He's a beast, man. He is a beast. D'Antoni has been a good mix for the Rockets. 
And we have the Hall of Fame. Jeff Bagwell gets in on 86.2% of the ballot. Tim Raines, 86% in his 10th and last season of eligibility. And Ivan Pudge Rodriguez, 76% of the ballots. Now, Reigns, his first year on the ballot was at 24.3%. Talk about a guy coming around. He reached base more than Tony Gwynn. People don't talk about the record. Listen to this. Reigns is the fifth player elected in the final year of eligibility. Red Ruffing, Joe Medwick, Ralph Kiner, Jim Rice, and Rick Henderson. And Jim Rice. Now, Ricky Henderson, listen to this, would have to steal 448 bases without getting caught to pass Reigns' success rate of 84.7%. He'd have to go 448 steal attempts without getting caught. That's how good he was in the base, base pass, Tim Raines. And Bagwell had a f- 152 runs in 2000. That was the most since Lou Gehrig in 1936. Trevor Hoffman was 1% short, five votes, five votes off. I always thought he didn't. You know, he, had, he was, always had a lot of saves, but it never seemed like in a game they needed it. He was always that guy, regular season, you know, was played great. Then when the pressure came, didn't do anything. Now, Bonds was at 53.8%. Clemens at 54.1%. Bonds went up nine, four, nine, over, over 9%. Clemens almost 9%. And the only candidates to get over 50% by the baseball writers of... Um, baseball writers... I want to say this right. The Baseball Writers of America Association. And not get elected were Jack Morris and Lee Smith. Lee Smith was actually his final year on the ballot. Now... People thought they'd be higher up. There was there was talk that they were over 60%. Listen, Bonds didn't need the steroids. He would be in it regardless, and Clemens too. You know what? You put in Bud Selick, you got to put these guys in. Mike Mussina was at 51.8%. Sheffield, 13.3%. Posada, 3.8%. He's off the ballot. Jose Canseco was, was he didn't, he didn't, he, in not nice language, said, how, how did Bagwell get in? And supposedly he said, Canseco said that he shot up Ivan Rodriguez, but it was never proved. And Pudge will go in as the as a Ranger. Twelve of his twenty one years were played with the Rangers. You know, we were talking. You know, I was talking to my dad about that. that a lot of guys, it, it just feels like they're trying to get guys in. But Tim Rain, you know, everybody. I, I was listening to guys talk. I remember De- Bagwell was a when he played, he had some monster years. And Rodriguez, thirteen Gold Gloves. Bagwell and Rodriguez both had. MVP awards. And listen to this. Rodriguez, like Johnny Bench, he caught over 5,800 more innings than Johnny Bench did as a catcher. Now, this was interesting. They're talking about how Trevor Hoffman was five votes off. Well, Jim Bunning received at least 70% before his final year and was never elected by the Baseball Writers of uh, Baseball Writers Association of America, but the Vets elected him in. And Edgar Martinez, who had a, man, he was consistent every year. He went up from from 27% two years ago. He's over 58%. Now, this is going to be interesting for A-Rod. Manny, in his first year, was at 23.8%. He tested twice positive for steroids. Now, this was a different era. This was after the wild, uh, wild, wild west, they called it. But he's going to have to keep his eye on this. And Jeff Kent, 16.7%. Now, there's a 10-player limit. They said he's usually like the 11th or 12th best player. There's a lot of guys who might get in with the Veterans Committee. But you know what? And, and Jeter's up in 2020. Should be interesting. And you know what? There's a lot of guys coming up that are going to be iffy. But the Clemens will get in and Bonds will get in. They're too, they're too damn good. They're too damn good. And next year, listen, listen to guys that are Chipper Jones, 
Jim Tomei, he had over he had over 600 home runs. Scott Rowland, I don't think he. Andrew Jones had a couple. Omar Vizquel, Johan Santana, Johnny Damon, and 269 game winner Jimmy Moyer. Now Jimmy Moyer, hey, you know in 269, but he played a long time. Now Billy Wagner has better stats than Trevor Hoffman. He only was at 10.2%. A lot of people feel that Billy Wagner deserves to be in the Hall of Fame first before Trevor Hoffman. And Schilling wrote all that derogatory stuff online and everything. He went up for over 52% to 45% on the ballot. And Rafael Pamero, 3,000 hit club, over 500 home runs, went from 11% in his first year to 4.4% in his fourth year. Man. His stats were incredible. I don't even... That's another guy. I don't think any of the guys that got busted for this even needed that stuff. It's just ridiculous, you know? I mean, come on. Did any guys, any of these guys need this stuff? Ridiculous. We shall see, folks. We shall see. I'm very interested that... Now that Selig is in, a lot of people said, hey, if Selig is in and he's the one who oversaw all this stuff, all bets are off. All these guys should get in. But we shall see. And I, you know, I got a little problem. All these baseball writers, some of them hold a goddamn grudge, man. They hold a grudge for a long time. I'm not saying all of them do, and I also like that some of them won't won't give their their. What's the word I'm looking for? They're 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 not putting their votes out there who they voted for. They're hiding the results. They're saying anonymous with their with their votes. And I feel like you know what? If you're going to report, you're going to bash people and all that stuff. You should put up who you voted for and who did in. I feel like there should be. I like that word transparency. There should be transparency. Now, I love this unboxing I read today. Floyd Mayweather takes a shot at Connor's net worth. He says, before you ask me for $25 million, be worth more than $2.5 million. Ouch. <laughs> before you ask me for $25 million, be worth more than $2.5 million. And you know what? He can say that. He bets $2 million on a freaking football game. Now, ESPN and Golden Boy are going to launch a new boxing series that will feature 42 cards over the next two years. We need more boxing on TV, man. There's a lot of good fighters out there that should be seen, especially women fighters. I totally, totally love that. Now, how about this? Djokovic, earliest defeat yesterday. He lost in the second round. Earliest defeat in, in a Grand Slam tournament in the last, in nearly nine years. He lost to a guy from Uzbekistan. And I want to get his name right. Dennis... Eastuman, Dennis Eastuman, who was a qualifier, 117th in the world ranking. He actually qualified for this. He won a Asian wildcard event to get into the Australian Open. He beat Djokovic in five sets. Djokovic was going for his record seventh Australian Open win. He'd won five of the last six, six two-time defending champ. He'd won 40 of his last 41 matches at the Australian Open. Defending champ, I'm sorry, defending champ. Five of the last six. Man, going for a seventh? Oof. Now, Eastuman had never beaten a top 10 player at a Grand Slam. And, and this is the thing. Djokovic, more unforced errors, 72, than winners, 68. But man, and I love Djokovic. I was, I was like, wow. But Serena won. Serena was wearing a wild outfit yesterday. It was pretty cool. Hey, Giants, do you want Adrian Peterson as your lead running back next year. Well, he mentioned that the Giants, Bucks, and Texans are teams he's thought about if the Vikes move on from him. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, hey, he's a beast, but he hasn't been a beast in years. Last couple of years, he's been injury prone. 
I guess we shall see. It's, it is still early in the process. Let's finish this season, but I'm, I'm curious. Curious if that's a thing. Now, Pittsburgh and New England. Big Ben, 3-6 and six against the Pats, but he's 3-1 and one in the AFC Championship games. The only loss was his rookie year when they lost 41-27 at home to New England. And this is Big Ben's first AFC title in six years. He was 10-4 and four in his last 14 games. Now, in his two playoff games, he's only had 24 and a half attempts down from a 36 in the regular season. But, the, but again, you have Le'Veon Bell, who's rushed for 337 in two playoff games. And he also, Big Ben, only two touchdowns, three interceptions, no touchdowns last week, six field goals in the two playoff games. And Mike Tomlin says, we have to play great on Sunday. I agree. And I love this from Bill Belichick. Someone asked him a question. How much does home field advantage help you? He goes, I don't know. Go ask Dallas and Kansas City. <laughs> and Le'Veon Bell has 1,172 yards rushing in the last eight games. 1,172 yards rushing. Eight games. Now, I know it'd be hard to do that over a whole season, but do the math right there. That is 23-44. That would bl- obliterate the rushing record, NFL rushing record. And then you have Green Bay versus the Falcons. Now, during the five-game winning streak, I told you how Matt Ryan's 14 touchdowns, no interceptions. Well, during the five-game winning streak, Atlanta has created 11 turnovers. You've got the doublehead of Devontae Freeman and, and Tevin Coleman, over 2,400 yards from scrimmage this season. This is going to be the last ever game at the Georgia Dome. That's going to mean something. That Falcons did the last seven games. They brought the points per game down from 28.3 to 20.4. They brought the passer rating down from 101 against them to 78. Now, this is the thing. Rodgers in the regular season, almost 400 yards rushing, over five yards per carry and four touchdowns. And I thought this was interesting. For Now, the Falcons offensive coordinator, Kyle Shanahan, Brian Hoyer played with, um, with Belichick, and he's played with Shanahan. And he with the with the Browns, and he said that Shanahan has a lot of the same characteristics that Belichick. He said focus, attention to detail. Niners could be getting the gem, you know. His dad was a hell of a coach. I don't, and you know, I I don't see. I think that could be a match made in heaven. Now, Goodell said the new L.A. Stadium will set a standard for the. Ho- Entire world. He said the vision for the new L.A. stadium will set a standard for the entire world. I guess it will. We shall see. And Carl Cheffers, who is going to referee Super Bowl L.I. That's what it's 51 L.I. I like that. You saw the Cowboy fan who got the tattoo Super Bowl champs before they even played a playoff game. Yeah, that's a putz. Well, Carl Cheffers, I don't know there's going to be thinking Super Bowl L.I. Is going to be, you know, the referee for the Super Bowl. That's the guy that Travis Kelsey ripped after the loss to the Steelers. Now, I've, I've also, I'm thinking about some guys for wide receivers. And I was thinking the Jets, you know, Decker got hurt, Brandon Marshall. I was think, Now, Kenny Britt, who is sometimes a headache, he had a career-high 1,002 yards for the Rams, and you saw the quarterbacks he had. Now, Kenny Stills from Miami only turns 25 when he becomes a free agent. Now, I don't, and, and another one, Deshaun Jackson led the league in yards per reception in 2016. And Alshon Jeffries, Alshon Jeffrey from the Bears. He's only 26, had a rough two years. But you know what? I take a shot at him. And then Terrell Pryor, now, he had over 1,000 yards. But the last four games with RG3, only 152 yards and no touchdowns. Now, he needs some work. He's young and whatever. But I'll tell you, 
Now, you have some you have some issues. You know what? These are all character issues. I don't know if these guys, you know, except Kenny, Kenny Stills, Kenny Stills, but Deshaun, you, you know, is, 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 you know, has issues. Terrell Pryor can play though. I, I don't know. I don't know. But these are some guys I was thinking about. I was like, eh, were these guys you give a chance? I don't know. Now, the professional football writers of America named their offensive MVP, Matt Ryan, and their defensive MVP, Khalil Mack. All right. I thought, you know, those are, those are solid ones. And Johnny Manziel called himself a douche in 2016, trying to be a good person. Said he got lost in the sauce. That's what he put on Twitter. Everybody, social media, we don't tell anybody. We go on Twitter. Uh, I'm thinking, you know what? It'd be better if you told people to their faces. And he thanked supporters for help through a truly rough patch, patches in 2016. He said he's working out five to six days a week. We shall see. I don't, I don't know anybody's going to give him a shot. I don't know. And then Mel Kuyper says Miles Garrett could be like, Jadeveon Clowney. Now, I said to the Jets, I don't think he's going to fall to number six. But those are some interesting NFL notes. Hey, and the Knicks won for the third time in the last 14 games. Bench at 45 points. They beat the Celtics. They beat the Celtics 117-106. The bench, bench had 45 points. 45 points. Now he put it. Now Ron Burgundy did play. Wow. I just saw this on a Kristop Porzingis put that. Oh, I don't know. Something. He wrote something really stupid. He shaded. Yeah, I don't understand the whole shading thing. He he said something. He used the N word. Like the comment on Instagram that said that N word trash. Talking about Joe Kim Noah. I I don't know. You know what? <laughs> it's like another day, another another mess with the Knicks. Wow. So he's missed four games. Porzingis. When Joakim Noah doesn't play, the Knicks are five and zero. When they when he does play, they're fourteen and twenty four. They out rebounded the Celtics fifty seven thirty three. Isaiah Thomas with thirty nine said they got punked by the Knicks. I thought that was funny. Carmelo Anthony only at thirteen on five of fourteen shooting. Billy Aaron Gomez off the bench seventeen points eleven rebounds in nineteen minutes. Justin Holiday at thirteen. The new starter. Mindogas Kuzminskis had 17. Marshall Plumley, who's been in the D League, he, he got called up that called up yesterday. 20, 20 minutes off the bench, five points, seven rebounds, and plus eleven on the floor. Actually, the bench always had plus ratings. All starters had negative ratings. And Ron Burgundy played eleven minutes. Ron Baker went scoreless, but Courtney Lee off the bench played thirty eight minutes. He had nine points. He had like. Eight rebounds. He filled up the stat sheet. And Rose had 30 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. They had a win. They won in Boston. Knicks improved to 19 and 24. 19 and 24. That's just, oof. That's kind of tough. 19 and 24, you know? Yeah, that's. Hey, they play, they play Washington home tonight. Washington's hot. Washington's playing good ball lately. Knicks got to get a win. 45 off the bat. Good game. And I could talk, hey, look, 
And then there's some Knicks news. There's some Nets news. Forward Quincy, Quincy, Quincy AC signed to a second day, day second 10 day contract. He, he averaged in the four games in the first 10 day contract, 6.3 points, two rebounds. And Karis Levert, last seven games, 22 minutes a game, over 10 points, 2.7 rebounds, two assists, and a st- almost a steal a game. And Jeremy Lin, they said, should be back soon, but they didn't give a day when he'll be back. The Nets play tonight. Do, do they play tonight? Nope. They play tomorrow night against at the Pelicans. Thank God, right? Give him a couple days off. Yankees. The owner said, Steinberg family, not selling the Yanks, not soon, not ever. And the team in 2018 could become big game hunters like in 2009, was, which was the last time they won a World Series title. And Dellen Batances going to arbitration. Yankees offering $3 million. He wants five. Will they settle for four? I guess we'll see. This past year, 73 games, 3-6, three and six, 308 ERA, 12 saves. And, and they have back, they have back, uh, Wow. Blanket on names today. Oh, I see I see him. I'm blanking. They have back uh you know what? Yeah, blanking on names. I see I see his face. Yeah. We'll move on. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. And the Jets hired former Rams assistant Denard Wilson, 34 years old, as defensive back coach, replaces Joe Dana. Wilson was Rams defensive back coach the last two years. Went to Maryland, didn't play, uh, was undrafted free agent in Maryland, signed with the Skins, and then got hurt on practice squad, never played. Hey, they got to make some changes there. I mean, when I'm putting that as the Jet news for the day, you know it's a slow day. And Woody Johnson, another ambassador to the U.K. by president-elect, tomorrow president, Donald Trump via CNBC. And who's going to run the team? Well, he, it's a three-year term. He won't give up ownership, but he will cede day-to-day control to his brother, Christopher Wald Johnson. Now, McCagnan controls the roster and draft. Bowles controls his staff. All right. Anyway, and Andrew Luck. Shoulder surgery on lingering injury from 2015 per Jim Ursay said he'll be ready for 2017. You know what? Hey, that, that franchise is in flux. He, he tried to get Gruden to come. And he had Pagano under, and Grigson, his GM, under contract. And he's trying to get Gruden to come. Yeah. He's got some fences to mend there. And the Seahawks may lose a second-round pick for not listing Richard Sherman, MCL, on injury report this season. I thought that was what the Patriots did. Not a good move. Not a good move. And the NCAA rejected proposed June signing period. December still in play. Await an April vote. I don't. I, I think they're turning crazy. This is a this is a year round job. You know it's crazy. And for the first time ever, average scoring in NCAA football, college football, has surpassed thirty points. Thirty point zero four points per game in two thousand sixteen, up from twenty nine point seven in two thousand fifteen. And you know what? It, I, I thought there'd be more of this. Less support for an 18 playoff now than there was before. And I would like to see an 18 playoff, man. But I guess they don't want more money. I mean, they're printing. They're they're basically the. They're like a. They're the mint. 
right? They're printing it. And I thought this was interesting. Ohio State is the Kentucky of college football. Last year, they sent nine underclassmen to the NFL. This year, six, including 75% of the starting secondary. Cornerback Garyon Conley and Mayshawn Lattimore. Safety Malik Hooker. And listen to this. According to Scout.com, they have the number one, number four, number nine, number 10 cornerbacks in the 2017 class. Also, they have the number six safety and number one cornerback from JUCO coming. It's pretty impressive, right? And you know what? I, I couldn't remember Charlie Strong's name yesterday. It was blank. It was in my head and I couldn't remember. Well, he says he felt down. He felt he let down the minority head coaches during his Texas tenure. He said, there's so many people counting on you. And you know what? I don't feel like, I think he came in, he didn't have the team around him, and it takes a couple of years to get him. And now Herman came in from Houston, and he's going to reap all the benefits. Now he was goes to South Florida, Charlie Strong could build up the brand again. He go to a place where he doesn't feel he's under the thing, and I think he'll be a good coach. But it sucks that he felt that way. And I do feel like a lot of black coaches get one, African-American coaches get one shot and they're done. And I feel that's ridiculous. There's a, you know, listen. There's a lot of African-American athletes playing, and I understand why there's not more coaches. And it feels like every coaching hire is, is a white coach. Really? Well, NFL this year, hey, we got two. You had Vance Joseph with the Broncos, and you had Anthony Lynn with the Chargers. All right. I was happy about that, but I want more. I'm greedy. I want these kids to have mentors and role models, guys they relate to. And I'm not, hey, I'm not trying to denigrate white coaches, but I think there's a lot of African-American got coaches out there that should be given a shot to lead teams and could do as well, if not better, than the coaches out there. I just feel like you need a chance. That's it. Now, Mike Leach, he, he went off on the SEC offenses and said, stick all their asses together so one hand grenade can kill everybody. He's, he's a little crazy, right? He, he's a little... Uh, He's a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs sometimes, isn't he? I mean, I love him, but he's a... When you say stuff like it's a, it's a little much. You know what? And and sometimes you should count to you should count to 10 and be like Araldus Chapman. I couldn't remember his name. It's driving me crazy. I I couldn't remember. I I just I could not remember. Oh, you know, you know, I was like, this is bothering me, bothering me a lot. But I'm, I'm better now. I can breathe. But Mike Leach, sometimes you have to uh, take it down a notch. Take it down a big notch. All right. Now. Now, the trivia question I had from last show. Sorry, I'm trying to get my... I realize I put it on another piece of paper. Okay, what was the trivia question? 20. Yes. Yes. Most? Okay. Well, before I get to that, I did a little research. I talked about Phil Simms set the Giants record for 513 yards passing. That was on October 13, 1985. Well, in that game, he was 40-62, 513 yards, a TD, and two interceptions, and they lost in Cincinnati that day, 35-30. Mark Bavaro that day had 
12 catches for a buck 76. Lionel Manuel had eight for 111. And George Adams, who I thought was a defensive guy, he was a running back. He caught the only touchdown pass. And Boomer Esiason, that's who they went against that day, was 15 to 24 for a buck 93 and three touchdowns. Imagine that. Sims throws for 513 and one touchdown the whole game. Interesting. Okay. Now, trivia question I asked for last podcast. Most passing yards in a game in Jets franchise history. Joe Namath on September 24th, 1972 threw for 496 in a 44-34 win over the Colts. I did a little research. In that game, Joe Namath on 15 of 28. Listen to that. 15 of 28 threw for 496. 15 completions. Phil Sims did 40 for, for 513. 15 for 496. Six touchdowns. An interception. Passer rating of 123.5. Think about it. 15 completions for 496 yards. He went against Johnny Unitas. 26 of 45 for 376 and two touchdowns. And I looked up Rich Caster that day at six catches for 204 and three touchdowns. And a guy named Eddie Bell, who I never heard of, seven catches, a buck 97 for, and, a, and a touchdown. I looked up his career. Eddie Bell came out of Iowa, Idaho, no, I'm sorry, Idaho State, 1970, round nine, 228, 510, 160. 510, 160. His career numbers were 118 catches for 1,774 yards and 12 touchdowns. He had 197 of them in one game. That's over 10%. Yeah. Wow. All right, folks. Today's trivia question. Most consecutive playoff appearances in Major League Baseball history. Yeah, you tell him, Isaac. Most consecutive playoff appearances in Major League Baseball history. That's a trivia question. Folks, thank you. Have a good night. Peace out. That's JD Talking Sports. Drop the G. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Love to hear from you. On iTunes, too. Find me, find me on iTunes. Love to get a review. And rate me. Peace out.